Horrors. All right, and with that, welcome to Pop Culture Roulette. Um, to understand exactly why we started the episode with that. One second, though. I'm sorry. Can we just do something really quick? Yeah. Play that beautiful song. Okay, yeah. alright. So, to understand that, you need to go back to Media Pod Smash episode... 35. 35. And, and listen oh, to the first 35. part. Um, some of you who are, are uh, loyal listeners of Pop Culture Roulette, um, mainly, I'm thinking, my family. You may see part two and be like, what? Just don't listen to part one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to promote part one. (laughs) Everyone else go listen to part one. But, uh, you know, if you are somehow related to me. (laughs) Now they're for sure going to go watch it. I'm going to try really, really, really hard to be not explicit in this one. Because, frankly, I don't know how to make it explicit for just one. Okay, and... um, Or for any... Single pot sucks. And and also, um, just uh, as a, a word of warning... We might be explicit on this one, where normally pop gonna, culture roulette yeah. is clean. So I, I let's just go ahead and apologize up front. Yeah, go ahead. Put the kids I, to, will yeah. I will Send offend. I will offend. Go ahead and put the kids to bed. Um, probably <laughs> want to skip this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, we might we might want to do the Iron Man three review that I promised like multiple weeks ago, like now, so we can get that over the. Out yeah, of the let's way. do that. Let's get you, the pop culture out of the way. Get, you, <laughs> get the reason you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Out of the way. So then once so they're like, get... they hear the pop culture, they can turn it off and then so, be on I, their merry way. I went and I saw, uh, my. I was in Virginia. I was hanging out with my parents for a week. Um, my wife and I went out there and my dad wanted to see it, so we went and saw it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. Um, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it as it, well. It has its flaws. Um, I think it fixed some of the flaws that the second one had. It's not quite as good as the first one. Can we give spoilers or no? Absolutely. Okay. All right, it is... May 25th. Have that, you seen Iron Man 3? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it is it that movie come came out uh May 3rd. I just don't want to ruin it for you. Oh, you've had fine, you've had 22 days to see that movie. <laughs> you've also had 22 days to prepare yourself for the fact that I was going to review this movie because I wrote it on I wrote it on Facebook, so deal with it. We're going to reveal some things. Well, how about this? If you are offended that we spoiled this movie, the first person to comment that they were offended that we spoiled the movie, I will buy them a movie ticket to see Iron Man 3. Ooh. 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 Yeah. There you go. A Marcus gift card. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, I, uh, well, let's just go ahead and go right to the end. I think the ending might have painted them into a corner. Mm, um, okay. You know, because obviously... Um, Iron Man is a is a, a cornerstone of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. He he is he is part of the the. I mean, DC has their trinity of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Marvel's trinity is basically Iron Man, Captain America, Spider Man. Unfortunately, in the movie universe, because of who owns various different rights, Spider Man isn't in the movie universe. <laughs> yeah. So it's 
Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man, which I'm fine with because Thor is essentially the fourth or fifth part, you know, person in, right. in that universe anyway. So he's like the Ringo. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it depends on what who's writing him, you know. Uh-huh. So um, I mean, taking the taking the arc reactor out and having him throw it in into the ocean, you've you've painted yourself into a corner, but. <laughs> They have done similar things in the Marvel Universe in the past anyway, in the comics. Um, and he doesn't really need the arc reactor to be Iron Man. Right. I mean, you know, he, he just needs the suit. Mm-hmm. And obviously, with him leaving the way he did, he he's going to rebuild suits. I mean, he's going to be in Avengers 2. Now, I will say this. I've been hearing rumors that I think Robert Downey Jr. is only under contract for one or two more movies. Yeah. And then they were talking about he's probably going to be so expensive they might recast him. Everybody's like, oh my goodness. You know what? Screw it. It's just like James Bond. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't think you're ever going to be... It's sad to see it happen so early, though. Yeah, like... I mean, I don't I don't think you're you're ever going to be... You're going to get somebody who is as near as perfect as, as, as Robert Denny Jr. to be Tony Stark. Right. But... If you go back to 1989 and you watch the Batman movie with Jack Nicholson and you're like, "Oh my goodness, that is the best Jack that is the best Joker mm-hmm. ever." Yeah. Flash forward to 2008, 2009. Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger mm-hmm. destroyed it. Like yeah. whatever you thought of the Joker with Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger took it. A couple of years from now, you know, five, ten years, when they finally are, are feel like they can do another Joker, we're going to talk about, oh my goodness, that guy took it from Heath Ledger. You know, it's, yeah. it's always going to happen. I mean, everybody talks about how great Sean Connery was as James Bond, but now Daniel Craig, I believe, is pretty much taken that from him. Yeah, I mean, you I can you know, say that. You know, so I even I was even a big Timothy Dalton. I, I enjoyed I liked Timothy Dalton. I enjoyed Timothy. Uh, no. I hated Timothy Dalton. Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. We thought it was good. You don't like Timothy Dalton? No. Dude, License to Kill, probably one of my favorite Bond movies. Uh, Isn't the newest one your favorite, though? Skyfall, perfect. Yeah. Skyfall, perfect movie. Skyfall was great. But and, the and License to Kill was near some, perfect in at my some, book. At some point, we will have to do a James Bond oh, yes. um, pop culture. I'll try um, to, like... However, I think that's going to require a lot of research and a lot of homework. It's, I'll try I'm, to maintain my erection for that time. For that time. Sorry, I want to be gonna, explicit. I'm, I feel like I'm going to have to go back and, and listen to, or not listen to, but watch all the movies again. Well, hey, at I've least got the I've, Korean box set. I've, yeah. I've got the uh, Chinese box set, so, <laughs> um, so we're good to go. Yeah. So, but uh, anyway, back to Marvel. Um, yes. I think if you if you take Iron Man three as a standalone film, or even as as part of the Iron Man story, you kind of take it out of. I thought it, it was pretty good. I mean, I think you kept Tony Stark out of the Iron Man suit for a good portion of the movie, mm-hmm. which was a weird choice, but it worked. Right. Um, I know there are a lot of Marvel purists. I know that the, the my people are sitting in their parents' basements on the internet right now going, I can't believe what you did to the Mandarin. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was wondering okay. what you were going to bring you know, that up. You know what? Get over it. <laughs> you cannot do the Mandarin character the way he was done in the comic books and the movies and not alienate a large portion of this planet. <laughs> True. I mean, it, it, it is very... Um, I mean, you want to almost say it's racist in this he, day and age. When he was originally conceived, he was very racist. Yeah. Now, 
they've modernized him and they've they've kind of retconned a lot of it in the comic book so he doesn't come off quite as racist and quite as <laughs> I believe the term is jingoistic. Um, but I, I feel like they could have maybe kept like I mean doing what they did and making him just a puppet and making him an actor playing a role I thought was very brilliant. And, and, it got me, and and it, it got me too because I was like, "How are they going to do it?" And I, you know, I kept waiting for there to be the rings of power mm-hmm. um, because that's the big Mandarin thing in the comic yeah. books or, or in the video games, and and they just went away from that. They they all like I feel like Shane Black almost did what Chris Nolan did with Batman, and it was like we're not going to do the really crazy stuff, and we're going to try to keep it somewhat based in reality by doing with that with the Mandarin, but then he turned around and did what he did with uh, Killian. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, did the, the stuff with Extremis that, like, is clearly not based in reality. So it was, yeah. it was like he was trying to take some of that Batman, but still keep the Marvel and, yeah. and you know, run with it. The problem I had with uh, Mandarin was that, like, they were so good at deceiving you from the trailer oh, that yeah. I was very pissed off when I saw that. Like... I mean, just the fact that I went in with, like, the intention, like, like the, the, the trailer makes you, like, get goosebumps at how good the Mandarin is in that trailer. Oh, yeah. Like, you're just like, oh, my God. This is a ruthless, like, yeah, but ruthless the, bastard. But at the same time, I, th- I felt like it was, it, they did such a good job of hiding it. Mm-hmm. Like, there at no point did I ever think, oh, he's just going to be an actor that, that AIM hired to, you know, uh-huh. scare people. That I was, I was so like, wow, because I'm so very rarely shocked yeah. in a movie by yeah, a twist. That's true. That I was like, oh, good I, on you. I think good the last time I was that shocked was probably uh, the ending of Saw. Yeah, <laughs> so or Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense, yeah. He, Bruce Willis was dead <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the red balloon flew up to the top of the ceiling. <laughs> There was a lot of red in that movie. Red. R- R- Rosebud was a sled. Um, <laughs> never seen that movie. Which one? Sixth Sense. Have you seen Saw? Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, right. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So you've never seen Sixth Sense? Nope. Well, we've ruined I've it for ruined you. It. So Bruce Willis was dead. You gotta dead. buy me a ticket now. It's still in theaters, right? <laughs> <laughs> if we go in my time machine, I'll buy you a ticket. It'll be really cheap. Right. It'll be like four bucks for. A but matinee. no. Anyway, like I feel like. Iron Man 3 was definitely a good stepping off point for Phase 2 of the Marvel Oh, absolutely, the Marvel plan. absolutely. Um, I, I, they had the trailer for Thor Dark World. Not on mine. Not on yours? I saw it separately, though. Oh, I did see my, it. They had it on mine. Looks That's cool. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. Looks pretty good. I like to see the uh, interdimensional stuff, which is yeah. good. I've seen some of the set pics of... To um, be honest, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, yeah. but too much time in Asgard gets a little boring for me. I, I don't <laughs> know. I, mean, I think there's going to be a lot more fighting in Asgard this time around than the last time. It looks like there's going to be some all-out battles... Uh, all right. Yeah, you know, good on Asgard. That's like the that's, that's their <laughs> for the non. Um, that's like the other. Dimension. Did you see the first Thor movie? Yep. All right. You the, know the where Cold World people? What are no, they called? That was the that was uh, the, the Frost Giants. That was not by Frost, Asgard is where Thor is from. Okay. Yeah, that's the world where Odin and Thor and Loki and all those guys were hanging out before okay. they came down to Earth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta dumb it down for me a little bit. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I mean, I, I think 
I, I'm a little disappointed to see that Kenneth Branagh isn't directing two, but it looks like the people who've taken over for two are, are going to do a good job. I've seen some pictures of the costumes for Iron uh, for Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, it looks like they've done the Winter Soldier costume right. Is that that's him in trying to cope with current times? Yeah. Yeah, because they, they said they're not doing a, a time travel movie. Okay, so I thought that originally that was going to be, it was like a prequel, and they were going to do like more with no, Bucky and stuff. But Well, how much do you want me to ruin from the comics? <laughs> well. <laughs> like, I mean, I can go ahead and spoil a movie before it happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I forget it. <laughs> Tell me after. Um, but, no, I mean, I because from what I read, they decided... Instead of doing another war, well, because they ended the first movie with him being frozen in right. World War Two, right. and they woke him up like, like just not long before the Avengers took yeah. place. They 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 decided they're not doing a time travel movie, and they're not going to set him back in like the seventies when he was clearly frozen. So they're going to leave it after the Avengers, but they said they're going to do like a seventies style, like noir, like more of a like suspense drama than just straight up like fight really because like he's gonna have to deal with like because somehow they got robert redford to come be in this movie what yeah so but it's it's current times yeah they're gonna leave it in current times like post avengers pre-avengers it's him like coping right like yeah trying to cope with the fact that all the people he's he's known and loved are, are dead and gone, and he now has to live in this new world. But so he's they're going to bring the Falcon in, which I think is awesome because it's finally going to bring, you know, one of the the main black superheroes and and give him a real presence. That's cool. Um, they're also going to do the Winter Soldier storyline, which um, I believe I believe that was Remender, or yeah, I think that was Rick Remender. Who wrote that whole storyline? Um, most people already know who Winter Soldier really is, so I don't think it's going to be that big of a shock when it comes to the movie. Um, but I also get the feeling, based on what I've read, they're not even going to try to hide it in the previews. Really? So, well, when we see the first preview, I'll decide whether or not I'll spoil that on okay. pop culture roulette. Can you tell me off camera? Because I'm a little ignorant. It's Bucky. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bucky gets Bucky comes to current times. Yeah, he the Russians kidnap him when you know when he fell into the water. I sorry, I didn't read a whole lot of comics. Yeah, so. when, when he fell into the water in the first movie, mm-hmm. um, he kind of got frozen a little bit himself, but not like bad. Like he got badly messed up. The yeah. Russians found him, knew that he was Cap's like basically like best friend sidekick kind of person. Yeah. So they, like, froze him, or they did something. They gave him, basically, I think they gave him kind of the same serum that they that Nick oh. Fury has to live and be like he is. But um, they, like, kept messing his mind up and, like, removing memories, and they turned him into, like, the ultimate assassin. Mm. Basically, it's kind of like the, we'll get you, Captain America. We'll take your best friend and turn that him into your sucks. worst enemy. So Wow. If we feel like we have to cut that out, maybe we will. But, okay, you know. let me know. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty, all right with it. I'm pretty good at cutting stuff out. Well, <laughs> any anybody with a with a Wikipedia, yeah, right, yeah. can find that out. Yeah, which is why I'm fairly certain that um, you know they won't try to hide it. Yeah. Unless, unless they decide to like. Now, 
This might be an ignorant credit question because I don't know like if it's ever mentioned, but does Red Skull ever come back to current times? Yeah, they keep figuring... Like, listen, in comics, <laughs> much like soap operas, no one ever really dies. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> the Unless you're Uncle Ben, you... <laughs> there's always a way to bring you back. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I don't know... Oh, and uh, what's her name? Spider-Man's the only person who apparently has people die and stay dead. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And oddly Gwen enough, Stacy. That's who it is, Gwen right? Stacy, there was um, some photos of Gwen Stacy wearing the same outfit she wore in the issue when she died on the set of Spider-Man yeah. 2. So I don't, people I don't, are theorizing that Gwen Stacy might die in the next Spider-Man movie. I wouldn't be surprised because they do seem to be trying to follow the Spider-Man continuity a little closer. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, you know, even they just, hired just the fact em- that they did web shooters. Yeah, like- they hired Emma Stone, so I don't know if you kill her in the second movie. <laughs> you know, it's funny that they hired the redhead to be the blonde, right? And then in the f- original trilogy, they hired the blonde to be the redhead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Um, you know, so after that, um, I don't because the dates aren't firm in my head. I don't know if they're gonna go. Uh, Captain America, then Guardians of the Galaxy, then Avengers 2, or Avengers 2, then Guardians of the Galaxy. But I know Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a big port portion of the Avengers 2. Is I that to think. help us understand, like, Thanos and all I that believe shit. so. Right. Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is going to be Marvel's biggest gamble yet. Yeah. I mean, oh, they've yeah. made some pretty big gambles, like taking a guy who was basically blacklisted and handing him the keys to the Marvel Universe <laughs> and saying, basically, listen, if Iron Man 1 fails, like if Iron Man had come out and bombed, everything that we've had since then never would have happened. Everything that they were building up Whoa. and planning. Are you saying John Favreau's? No. But, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, okay. <laughs> because, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. was basically blacklisted from Hollywood. I mean, you, yeah. you, you get drunk and stoned a few times and wake up on your neighbor's couches naked <laughs> yeah. instead of your own house that you tend to not But that's get, a Tony Stark move. <laughs> yeah. You tend not to get you tend not to get work for a little while until you can move your clean. Xbox Connect with no clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> but, good throw, good pull. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah. So, um, Guardians of the Galaxy is is an even bigger risk because even as a comic book fan, I don't know a lot of them. Yeah. I know their names. I have a general idea of what they do, but I'm not really into the cosmic comics, which is where like I enjoy Fantastic Four. If they're in other people's stuff, I have a hard time uh-huh. reading Fantastic Four because the second a lot of the comics start going into space, yeah, I lose interest. That's like why when like everyone saw the cube, they're like, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, you, you know, I, I mean, I have no problem with a guy who can turn into a giant green hulking monster, yeah. but apparently you put him in outer space, and I'm just like, that's it, I'm out. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I mean, I know everybody's got their limits somewhere, but you know, that's what it is. Um, I would love to see now that Marvel has the rights to Daredevil, yeah. uh, Ghost Rider, and Punisher back under their it's about time. Yeah the the only thing they don't have right now is X Men, Spider Man, and Fantastic Four. They Fox only has a little bit on Fantastic Four before they lose that. Now they they were really close to doing stuff with Daredevil. But every time they were about to go to set or hire a director, something fell through. And it fell through long enough 
that Daredevil went back well, to, good. to Marvel, which is great because yeah. I think I'm I'm hoping that Marvel goes all right. Well, we have all these plans, but let's go ahead and, and put some of these other things into action too. That'd like be cool. Standalone Daredevil, another Punisher, Doctor right. Strange. I would love, love, love to see another Punisher. Yep. Like. And and I hope that Marvel and I know they're owned by Disney, so I know that there's going to be some problems there. But I hope that Disney understands enough to know that hey, you know this Punisher character, we can't PC him up. It's got to be R. You've got to do a, you've got to do R and you've got to do hard R. Yeah. You can't just you know he, he you just can't have him like you know bright happy shiny and yeah not, not shooting people in it the head. It can't be like there's got to be like no hope. Yeah. <laughs> like so, Avengers, you go in there and you're like yeah. Yeah, but a Punisher, you gotta be like, oh yeah, like let's just. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so I, you know, I, I'm hoping they do some stuff with that. I'm hoping now that they own Ghost Rider, they can be done with whatever they did for the last <laughs> Ghost Rider movie. A reboot with the same guy. God, that was <laughs> such a bad movie. Um, that was. I fell asleep during the reboot. It, it's horrible. Was that a reboot or a sequel? It was a sequel. Okay. It was a sequel reboot somehow. Uh, I don't like because they totally acknowledged the first one, but changed some yeah. things, and they just made it worse. I was they really. High, it, I went into that with high hopes too. They made it, it was the guys that did Crank. Yeah, they made. I know it, you don't like that movie, but no. But I they love made, it. They made it so much worse. Have you seen Crank? No. Nope. Oh, it's, have you? Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Me too. I love that movie. Crank? Yeah. It is no awesome. I'll watch that with you right now. <laughs> Turn this off. <laughs> but no, so I mean like after after they do I think no, it is Guardians of the Galaxy, then Avengers two, because the the big part of phase three is Ant Man. Oh, that's not phase two? No, that's the beginning of phase three. That's cause, awesome. Because Edgar Wright apparently has like something else on his plate before he can do Ant Man. Really? Well, I know that he was working on at World's End. Yeah, do you see a trailer for that? Oh, that looks amazing. Yeah, it does. Oh, we'll we'll have to hit an ice cream and uh, cornet or blood and cornetto trilogy, yeah. pop culture yeah. roulette at some point. Maybe looks when that really one good. comes out, we'll go ahead and spoil the hell out of that one because yeah. I'm going to be there like first weekend. <laughs> That's that looks awesome. But um, um, I'm but, a, I'm really curious to see his Ant Man. Yeah, I loved. I'd probably say my favorite Edgar Wright like directorial like direct, directed movie is uh, Scott Pilgrim. It's close. I, I love Scott Pilgrim, but Shaun of the Dead is just uh, it's so high on my list of movies that I, I just have a hard time putting Scott. I mean, from from a visual standpoint, Scott Pilgrim is is much better than Shaun yeah. of the Dead, and you can definitely see um, more of Edgar Wright's own voice in yeah. Scott Pilgrim. But and because you you know I think you can see how much he worked with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, with yeah. with those other movies. I, I yeah, Shaun of the Dead. That's like one of those movies you can like when it's on TV. It's like let's just watch. We gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, we gotta have, leave it on. Like, but anyways, uh, but no, back I mean to Marvel. Like, yeah, Marvel. I mean there there's a lot of stuff, and I think you know when when Thor comes out, we'll revisit the Marvel stuff. And, and go into a little bit more depth, but there are some characters that I would love to see. Um, I know they have a TV show coming out next fall called Agents of Shield. Yeah, which I'm I'm excited for. They're going to stay a lot more grounded with that one and do some of the more like human level, street level characters. That's cool. 
and and kind of do a lot of that stuff. But there's another show, and I I, I think it's perfect, and and I think um, you know ABC or or a one network would be dumb not to do it. Heroes for Hire is such a brilliant TV show concept. Heroes for Hire was where um, Luke Cage went from being Power Man to Luke Cage instead of being like kind of a stereotypical racist like token black hero to yeah. like being a real character him and, and iron uh iron fist uh-huh. teamed up and they would hire heroes to help them on whatever case they were working on for the week so you could have luke cage iron fist and you could bring in some of the other characters like misty knight or and have them as like the main core like those three or four will be in every episode yeah. but every week you could use them to bring in other characters that marvel has and say, all right, for the next couple episodes, you know, this is Moon Knight. Yeah. Use him. And if he works out great in the show, if he tests really well, yeah. you then start working on a Moon Knight movie. Well, that's a good idea. I mean, you know, and they have a lot of secondary characters. Right. You know, and I love Moon Knight. I'd love to see a Moon Knight person. I'm probably one of three people <laughs> who would be like, yeah, Moon Knight. <laughs> you know? But I think if you, if you introduce him in the idea of this Heroes for Hire, and I think you can even do it on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. But a little less uh, because they they want to try to stay more with Shield and a less Avengers stuff. But Heroes for Hire, you can you could bring in just about anybody and yeah. have him as a guest star for either one episode or like half a season or you know. And you could run that for I mean, and you could like if if whoever you hired to do Luke Cage wanted to go do a movie or something, yeah, you could have well Luke Cage isn't here this week because you know. And so as long as you have. A main core of three or four people, you can still have one or two step away for a while yeah. and bring in other people and really bring it, introduce the idea of the, the second, third tier heroes, second, third tier villains. I mean, obviously, you're never going to have the heroes for higher fight like Doctor Doom. Well, yeah. mainly because they don't own the rights to Doctor Doom. <laughs> but, um, but, like, they're never going to fight one of, like, the top level heroes. They're always going to fight one of the, the bottom level heroes. And and I think that would work out great, and and you know I so I don't know why they're not working on that, but that's why I'm not rich. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, no, I I think when Thor comes out, we'll revisit some of the Marvel stuff mm-hmm. and and go from there because we got a lot more things to talk about here. Yeah, than just wow. Marvel. That's all right. It's, it was interesting. I was I was I was digging it. Uh, with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, TV show, are they going to start with Origins, or where are they going to start? From what I understand, they're basically going to pick up with S.H.I.E.L.D. picking up the pieces from Avengers. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, dealing with the Chitauri, you know, out, you know, downfall, and basically people going from not knowing who S.H.I.E.L.D. is to being fully aware that there's this, like, agency out there. Marvel is like king of the hill right now. Yeah. Well, like Marvel is fig- Marvel figured out, and and that I think when when Fe- when Kevin Feige and John Favreau and some of those other guys sat down um, around the time they decided they were going to do Iron Man, and they kind of plotted out where they were going to go. They really were like, hey, you know, if we do this right, and we hire the right people, we hire the right actors. Yeah, we're in it. Where DC is just like, uh, Batman? Yeah. Okay. Superman? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys like that? Um, Justice League! And then you're like, wait, what? 
<laughs> Wait, how can we? But, but but yeah. So I mean, like I think if DC took stepped back and said, "All right, we see what Marvel's doing." Yeah, people are going to say we're just copying, but they say that anyway. Just do it. Yeah, you know, just copy what Marvel's doing. Yeah, you know, make some standalone Wonder Woman movies. You know, re like because obviously Christopher Nolan kind of finished off his Batman thing, and you can't take that Batman. And play in the same universe right. that Superman exists. So you kind of have to reintroduce. Well, Batman. here's how they should redo. It. They should. They should. They got to reboot Batman and then have that be the setup to the Justice League. Yeah. Reboot it in the most badass way possible. But bring in the idea, like hire a director who's willing to do Killer Croc or Mister Freeze, yes, or Man Bat or the crazy characters, not just yes, like the realistic ones, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing, like, a really dark Riddler. Yeah. So, you know, at the same point, I think that DC is going to try with the Superman movie to do that. But I think rather than say, all right, Superman, now that we've rebooted him and we started him from the beginning, Mm -hmm. let's build from there. Yeah. Enough is enough with, like, these standalones. Like, if you ever want to be on any of the same levels as Marvel now, you've got to be... They they need to because honestly, people know who Wonder Woman is, but mm-hmm. they don't really know who she is. Yeah, I mean they can identify her because you know she's been around forever. Right, but you know no one really knows what she's capable of or what she is. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have to spend like when you get to the Justice League movie, you're gonna have to spend half the movie introducing who the Flash is, mm-hmm. who Green Arrow is, who Wonder Woman is. How they know Superman, how they know right. Batman, why they're in this society together, what they're up to, who the villains are. Yeah. Where in when the Avengers, you didn't have that. Mm-hmm. You went right from you've seen all those other movies. Yeah. Five minutes of setup, and then go. I feel like Man of Steel is a very good stepping point. Right, and so hopefully they kind of step back from some of their plans, and they're not going to go right from Superman to. Justice League. I, I hope not. But essentially, from what I understand, from what I've read, that's what their plan is. And that oh, is a bad idea. No, they really need to set it up like Marvel did, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been more of a Marvel guy anyways. Yep, I'm a Marvel zombie, not a DC kid. <laughs> so, um... Um, you want to play some games? Sure. Let's, All right. Let's play some games here. All right. So, I went to a little convention last weekend. Uh, it was an anime convention. And I'm not too big on anime, but I'm very big on drinking and staying in hotels. So, <laughs> I went and did that. Um, it was called ASIN. It's a pretty. It's one of the Midwest's largest uh, anime conventions. And people are just dressed up all around and like... It'll be like four in the morning and people will still be walking around the streets and stuff. And I picked up a game at this place called Channel A. And this game is a game in which you pitch your own anime based on the cards you're dealt. And so I figured since it's pop culture, we could play this game based on anime. And we will have a special guest be the judge. (laughs) Oh, nice. One of the Wi-Fi is called uh, Fantastic Four. Nice. Ooh. I put this new because it was something else earlier today. <laughs> 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 All 
Some special guest, my cousin Patrick. Oh. Would you like to judge our animes? Yes. All right. So we in this game, you get five cards that have potential titles, and you have to pick three of them and make your title. And then you get three three premise cards that are laid out in front of the, everybody, and you have to make uh, pitch the anime based on the, the premises and Take. the title. So let's begin. It's very fun to hear it being dealt out on the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> So this this would be fair to say that at this point, I'm I'm not so much into anime either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. I know nothing. It's I Japanese. Know. So is why that don't right? we say it's you're pitching a show? Right. All right. Okay. No, I'm I'm into that. With I'm some into playing Asian characters this. in it. <laughs> I'm into playing this game. Okay. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. But uh, um, you know, like Toonami on Cartoon Network, uh, you you won't really catch me watching that. Right. <laughs> so, apparently, your cat wants Ooh, to play. Fritz. Alright guys, so uh, take a look. You get to use three of the cards you have. <laughs> and uh, here's the kicker. Now we're going to lay out three premise cards. Now your premise for this one is, it, ha it must include cat girls, <laughs> giant robots fighting, And Death Reapers slash Shinigami. <laughs> I don't exactly know what that is, but it must include those. Fuck. Oh, F that. We'll get a different one. I don't want to do Shinigami. I don't know what that is. I was going to A samurai. Okay. Samurai, cat girls, and giant robots. All right, so, so our premise has to include all, all three. three. Yep. Okay. This is a oh, show? Mm hmm. Okay. And you use three cards to make your title of the show. Get out of here, Mr. Fritz. <laughs> Go home, Mr. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. What, what happens if you have a card that just has a letter on it? Now, letters, I think they use that to indicate... Um, I've heard that it's used to indicate, like, seasons. Oh. So if they're, like, on season two, it's, like, B... Oh, okay. But I'm not exactly sure. I, like, I don't want any anime nerds like flaming me and saying that's wrong. <laughs> we should pull out that picture that my mom showed me. It's like you in a blonde wig or something. Oh, God. I was wearing a pink wig, pink wig. at the anime right. convention. Okay. Let's pull that up real quick. <laughs> so, um, we'll just kind of... I'm not ready yet, but whoever is ready... First, I'm gonna go need ahead. someone else to go first because I'm all right. lost. Okay, I'm so I, lost. All right, I've I've picked my title. I just have to figure out how to include all three things. I'm ready with my title. I think. <laughs> so these three are gonna be my title. Right, and then the other okay. two you discard. I have nothing to do with it. Okay. So you you pick three of your five cards that you like, and then. Okay. This is me in a pink wig at the anime convention. <laughs> I'm a beautiful lady. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, that's the word I would use. <laughs> I wore this robe pretty much the, uh, the whole day. <laughs> hey, there's one of those guys from Scatcast. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Which is a podcast I should probably start listening to. You would enjoy it, I think. <laughs> I probably shouldn't admit on air that I don't listen to it since we <laughs> tried to be friends with him and get them to support. Oh, shoot. Tried to get them to support us. And that loud bang. We'll cut that out. Okay. <laughs> Try to get them to support us. Try to get them to support us. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway. All right. So. Uh, you want me to start? Yeah, sure. Go for All it. All right. Oh my god. My my anime is called Double Bible Cake. <laughs> uh, it is about religious cat girls that uh, they set up an arena. And they must face an agnostic samurai, who's like the main villain in the show. Uh, he's always trying to like close them, shut down their arena, and like you know close them up and bash their religion. And they set up the arena with giant robots fighting, and they always fight the samurai's hordes of robots in the arena. They have like big showdowns every each episode, and. Uh, it was it's it's basically their struggle versus the samurai to prove that religion topples non-believers every time. That's oh. double Bible cake. Oh shit! And uh, there's a bakery next door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two bakeries next door. <laughs> double Bible cake. Okay. All right. So uh, we're gonna call mine. Fighting penguin monsters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and and in this show there is an ancient race of of girls mm-hmm. who who are basically cats. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very feline in feature. Um, you know, they have they they look they look a lot like the Thundercats. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, um, there's a group of of evil evil samurai who oh, who for. Centuries have, have tried to hunt down these cat girls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're, you know, it's it's going to take several years to finally figure out exactly why the samurai hate the <laughs> hate the cat girls. I mean, this is like a ten year show. Um, however, many many times the two whether they have to set aside their their differences, basically like once an episode, to fight robots, ah. giant <laughs> penguins. Oh, <laughs> nice! I like it. <laughs> also, it'll take like you won't find out why the robots are giant penguins until like season like fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> the people that used to watch it will be adults by the time they figure out why. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like twenty-five years on the air, and you'll be like, "What? That's it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on!" <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh. So, you want to see mine? Mm-hmm. The title of mine is called Magical Girl School Love. <laughs> so, I know we're trying to keep this PG-13 here, but what we got here is sounds a, hot. a bunch I think, of I think, les- I think we're past that point. Just go you got it. the blood pumping right now. <laughs> bunch of lesbos here. <laughs> Just... <laughs> um, they call themselves the Cat Girls. Oh, um, Basically, they had science class together, mm-hmm. and um, they were madly in love. Yeah. Well, a rival <laughs> ensued between a few groups, and a uh, little cat fight ensued. Oh, so, yeah. Now, they are magical schoolgirls, yes. so they transform themselves into these giant fighting robots, <laughs> cat girls. And... Uh, 
another school district has this samurai group <laughs> who are madly in love with oh. these these schoolgirls. So now they're they're battling each other to, for the fairest, oh, fairest of them all. Okay. <laughs> Magical girl school love. <laughs> Bunch of lesbos. <laughs> Well, wow. What an interesting game this is. Yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> did you pay for this? I did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's, it's the judge. That's the most insightful line of the night. You paid for this? You paid for it? You freak. <laughs> so, uh, Judge, so, what's your favorite show? What would you be most likely to watch? Well, alright. Let's see here. I think the double bowl cake story is—I've seen it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That's already on what TV. What channel are you watching? <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, really? You've seen that? <laughs> I give up as a writer. If that exists, I can't do anything. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Uh, I don't even want to say anything more about it. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to. Okay, penguin fighting fighting penguin monsters. I love the story of, of the samurais and the cat girls have to join together even though they hate each other for 15 years <laughs> to fight the penguins. <laughs> I would watch that for a few years. <laughs> yes. Yeah, me too. Woo. I'd watch that. Fighting penguin monsters. It just sounds good. <laughs> what about magical girls school? <laughs> Uh, so now, are they fighting the girls? Are they fighting to stay away from the samurai? Oh, I don't even remember my story anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> I think they're fighting to stay away. I think the samurai was evil. You said. Oh, they were. Uh, okay. Yeah. So basically, all three of us decided the samurai are evil. That's racist. <laughs> Samurai are evil. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mandarin. <laughs> yeah. I want to see your guys' other cards too, by the way. Alright. Uh, I think already the longest running show has got to be Fighting Penguin Monster. Yeah, yes. yes! I win! <laughs> Congratulations. You want to play another round? Had, now that we got the hang of it? Yeah, I had Eater and Jay. I. What am I going to do with J? I had D and X. So basically you had to choose double Bible cake. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Double Bible cake was my only option at this point. (laughs) What was your thing, Jeremy? I had um, D and X. I could have done like a DMX thing. Double D X. Double D X. That would be an awesome show. Uh, you want to do well, yeah, while we're shuffling it, do you guys you want to talk about the uh, pop culture roulette field trip? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, can I can I uh, just step out for a sec? All right, and we're back. So uh, while we're dealing up a second round of uh, Channel A here, uh, pop culture roulette recently took a field trip. Yes. Uh, the three of us went down to uh, downtown Milwaukee to the Pabst Theater, yes. um, and saw Kevin Smith do his. Uh, Jane Silent Bob super groovy cartoon movie. Oh, it's, uh, I, I <laughs> it's got a mouthful. It. it is a mouthful. Um, I have to say, I did, I did enjoy the movie. Um, 
it's probably going to be his least accessible movie. Yeah. Because I don't think there'll ever be a way they can show it on TV. Right. Um, even with heavy editing of language. There's yeah. just certain types of animation that, <laughs> that certain animated characters they'll never be able to show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forgot um, about that, actually. And then he did uh, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, um, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never, I didn't, I don't really listen to that podcast. I, I listen to Smodcast and tell them Steve, Dave, and the Hollywood Babylon. Mm-hmm. But um, I enjoyed it. It was definitely fun. I'm, um, I had a good time. Yeah, I liked um, it. You know, seeing him live is is always an experience. You never really know what he's going to say. Um, unfortunately, the question and answer session I felt was a little bit of the same you tend to hear a lot of the same stories but you tend to get a lot of the same questions yeah exactly it's like if you want different so like if you listen to smodcast and hollywood babylon and you know you tend to hear the same story occasionally here and there but i mean he's been on he's been doing smodcast for what six seven years now so you know i mean he it's amazing that he's able to continually come up with a brand new fresh material but yeah you gotta say if if you know he's doing the tour, you whenever I'm sure at some point he'll release it on DVD. Um, I'd check it out, give it yeah, a watch. Absolutely, I didn't definitely not one of his strongest movies, but but he didn't direct it, so right. you know I'm not. I think he just. I'm not sure how much he wrote oh, of it either. I so. think he wrote all of it, didn't he? No, did he? I think so. No. Well, oh well. <laughs> it was worth it. It was yeah. fun. I enjoyed it. I probably would have liked it more if I didn't have to piss the whole time. That's all I could think about. How much I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know why. I've had that problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. So all right. So anyway, round two. From channel A. Channel of Channel A. the A channel? <laughs> Great. What do we have here? We got street culture, racing, and grotesque aliens. Oh, gosh. Jeez. Nice. All right. Tokyo Drift? (laughs) (laughs) Something. Okay. Okay. This one's definitely tougher for me. This is tough. Oh, look at that. Some of the cards actually, like, say things on them. Yeah, they'll give you a little definition. What? If there's... Ooh, I just don't got any. It's a word you don't understand. I have one of those. And that one. Great. Okay, well, I've picked my three. I just have to come up with a story now. God, this is tough. I guess I can go first. Right. You want me to, to wing it? Please do. <laughs> All right. I'm nothing. So the name of my little anime here is Pretty Prince Gun. <laughs> now, we have this prince who lived in this castle, and he was a little bit of a sissy. Uh. And his dad came up to him one day and said, you know, quit painting your toenails and get out and get a manly job. So this guy gets into, he, he walks down the street and, and checks out the street culture a little bit. 
And he's looking around. He's like, there's a lot of racing around here. <laughs> so he builds, with all his money, his prince money, he builds this race car. And he starts racing. And the grand prize, if you win this race, is a gun. <laughs> because legend has it, every hundred years, these <coughs> grotesque aliens come down and uh, they try to kill all the humans. <laughs> kind of like Alien vs. Predator, but, you know, it's not that. Okay. So. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he raced, and if you can believe it, he won, and he got this gun and killed all the aliens. So it's like a one season. Yes, yeah. one season. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Kind of like the NBC shows. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's I next? I quit. No. <laughs> All right. I've got um, the Great Peach Prism. <laughs> All right, now the Great Peach Prism. Good alliteration. Is is uh is the like the final race? Like there's it's a it's a racing based show. Okay. Um, that's very deep in the the street culture of racing. Uh-huh. Now now what's happened is clearly it's set it's set in the future. So you have also a, a group of grotesque aliens who have come and, and joined this street culture of racing. Uh, now the Great Peach Prism is like the ultimate, like the final race. Uh, so each 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 episode <laughs> leading up to that is is a, a you know just a little race, and you got you know winners and losers, and you got to keep moving on until you can <laughs> secure your spot in the Great Peach Prism. Nice. Now, of course. If the grotesque aliens win, they take over the planet. So Ooh. the couple humans that are in it are, are you know, they've got to win to save the the planet, and the aliens want to win so they can take over over the world and the grotesque aliens are gro- racing too. Yes, the grotesque okay. aliens are racing too. They've somehow made a deal with the humans that if <laughs> if uh, you know one of their if one of their people win the race, they get to you know take over the planet <laughs> and the humans have to like combine together to to beat the aliens in a in some sort of futuristic race that of course is deep in street culture <laughs> <laughs> got to make sure we say these street culture <laughs> did i say racing at all it's okay. uh, <laughs> tough oh man <laughs> okay my show is called <laughs> Oh Infinite <laughs> Maid Mask. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, so, good luck, buddy. There's these grotesque aliens that come down from another planet and invade a portion of this planet that um, had, had just recently opened a... It's the world's first intergalactic resort and speedway. So people come from all all around the galaxy to come to this five star resort and speedway to compete in this in this giant big championship race, and the alien the grotesque aliens heard about this and they came down and they sent a bunch of aliens that disguised themselves as maids at the five star resort, and it's it's just nonstop aliens that look like maids, and. One of these aliens, actually, who just kind of like one day left from the, the, the squadron of the grotesque aliens, 
went on the street and he learned about this, <laughs> the culture of the city and what it's really like around there. And he learned like, wow, it is, it's tough out here. And like, I can do more than just like be uh, a villain. Like I can, I can race for, for what, for the, like the good of the, 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 the galaxy. And so he's like a double agent for the grotesque aliens and he's constantly racing against them, but they don't really know it, and he's, like, trying to sabotage them from the inside. It's all about his his mission to, like, exploit them and, like, bring them down from the inside. But they're also trying to bring the other galaxy down from the inside because they're disguised as maids. So, infinite maid mask. Where's the mask? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck this. Because well, they, they're, they're dressed like maids, so they're wearing a mask. You're right, exactly. And okay. it's infinite because they keep sending more and more. Okay. So, cool. infinite maid mask. All right. That <laughs> <laughs> was so convoluted. <laughs> so, what show would you watch? <laughs> Off the new. Oh, you know This is gonna be like ten years from now. Some Japanese guy's gonna listen to this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got six made shows for him. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm like, wow, this is gold. <laughs> we'll go ahead and just change the titles a little bit. You're gonna be flipping through the channels one day, and you're gonna be like, wait a minute, Great Peaks are those Prism? <laughs> Little Apple. <laughs> it's weird. Good apple octagon. Wait a minute. About racing. And street culture. And street culture. Co- that's mine! <laughs> he just changed the title! <laughs> oh, Copy, the copyright pop culture roulette. <laughs> yep. It's official. Oh, man. <laughs> what? In all reality, I think the story of the sissy prince. (laughs) (laughs) Sissy prince. All the stuff that is dissed out by his dad, day in and day out, trying to get a a job. (laughs) I mean, who wants to quit painting their toenails and get a real job? Jeez. (laughs) That's why I don't have a real job. (laughs) Let's see your toenails. That's a cool game, though. So it's uh, two to zero. No wait, no. you have one. You have one. Yep. You have I, one. Well, it's fine. One more. I'll catch up next time. Next yeah, week. I, we'll I had R and Nanaka. We could do one more if you want to get one point. Mm, all right, let's go out on let one more round. All right. I'll, I guess I'll tell that one story I was going to tell on pop culture or on media pod smash next week. I'll save it. But I was going to tell you a conspiracy, scary story, but I'll tell it next oh, week. Oh, you can do it. I don't care. Do it. Do it. It's, I don't want to hype it too much, though. It's not that scary. Well, then just do it now. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Screw this game. We're fine. Good. Okay. So you ever heard of... Um, well, i got to look up his first name. I think I follow Media right. Pod Smash now. Ooh. <clears throat> you ever heard of uh, Doug Tenaple? Not until I saw it on your screen over there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Now, Doug Tenaple is the creator of Earthworm Jim. Okay, so you that, know that. that. That I know, yeah. Um, he created the character for Earthworm Jim. He worked on a lot of different cartoon shows and stuff like that. And 
back in the 90s, actually, from the like early 90s up to like 2000, he was working on a movie, an independent film, first ever for him. Uh, it was a movie called Moth Mothman, and it, apparently it was getting a lot of like hype around it, and there was newspaper articles about it, and it was going really good. Does this have anything to do with the Mothman prophecies? A little bit. Okay. I mean, it has to do with the Mothman in general, uh, the the urban legend about Mothman. Um, and as he was working on it, like some some crazy things were happening to to him, I guess, and like to the people around him. Um, and at one point, actually, he said, like, after he was done making it, he's like, I I actually have to still go to therapy because of this filming. And what's what's most what's most crazy about this is that you look up Mothman, the movie he was working on, you can't find anything about it. There's just a trailer. He apparently has shown it to a hundred people on a Comic Con panel, and those are the only people that have seen the movie. It's finished, but he will not talk about it. He's given interviews and he won't like discuss it. One of the people that was working on the sound, like the music for it, died shortly after the movie was completed, and that's all that's left. Like all that you can like see of it is a trailer for it, which kind of like it, it. actually looks like a really good movie. It's an independent film about Mothman, the uh, urban legend, and it looks really well done. Really, and his his uh, character design from Mothman is so creepy. I want to see if I can find that here. Um, but it's just very like it's very odd like um, there's like ever when he, as soon as he finished working on it you just you never heard anything more about it and, that is creepy I mean that's basically that is basically a story um, I don't have much more about it like there's no creepy like twist ending or anything uh -huh. but like to this day, like, you, you can only see, really, there's a teaser on YouTube, um, but, like, if you see him at, like, a Comic-Con or something, like, he will not talk about it. So, like, if you saw him at a Comic-Con and you bring it up, he, like, he just, like, punches you and walk away? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but apparently it is done, it is completed, but, you know, no one has seen it except for the, the panel, apparently. So, I just thought that was kind of creepy, like, yeah. why is it so, like, secret? Um, Unless it just sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it sucks. That that's my first. Well, look at his design for Mothman. That is oh. creepy. Yeah, I Man. I first off I I uh, I gotta say I don't really know the urban legend of Mothman. Okay. Well, let me so. give you a brief history via Wikipedia. <laughs> But that is a that is if I saw that design in a movie that'd be pretty creepy, and I mean the trailer did look very good. Um, anyways, so Mothman is a legendary creature, <laughs> loosely. Yeah. <laughs> First reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area of West Virginia from uh, the fifteenth of November, nineteen sixty-six to fifteenth of December, nineteen sixty-seven. The first newspaper report was published in the Point Pleasant Register, dated 16 November 1966, titled, Couple See Man-Sized Bird, Creature, Something. Mothman was introduced to a wider audience by Gary Barker in 1970, later popularized by John Keel 
1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, which later became a movie. Um, and it came out around the same time as Mothman. So, I mean, that's another reason why he was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> These guys did it better. That movie didn't work. <laughs> but um, it is basically a half-man, half-moth creature that people have reported to have seen. Kind of like, like how we talked about well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We've talked about the Goat Man on here. So yeah, that's kind of, Duck um, Man. Duck Man. <laughs> yeah. Some UFOologists and paranormal authors and cryptozoologists believe that Mothman was an alien, a supernatural manifest manifestation. Manifestation. Okay, those are words. Words. That's English. Or an unknown cryptoid. In his 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies. Author John Keel claimed that the Point Pleasant residents experienced, oh no, precognitions, <laughs> including <laughs> oh, premonitions no. <laughs> of the collapse of the Silver Bridge, unidentified flying object sightings, visits from mysterious or threatening men in black, and other bizarre phenomena. So, it's basically just a big urban legend. Uh, <laughs> people have claimed to see a uh, half-man, half-moth. But it wasn't, I mean, there's still reports of it, not uh, just from those time periods, but that was when, like, the big, that was when uh, it all started. Like, there's still current reports of, like, people saying weird shit in Point Pleasant. Okay, well. Regardless, I mean, that yeah. has nothing to do with the movie. All right, we, we don't necessarily have to talk about the Mothman or whether or not the people of West Virginia are smart enough to know what. Okay. <laughs> Um, but no I mean it is very strange that a guy who I'm just from over here I can see his his filmography you've got Attack of the Killer Tomatoes the animated series Earthworm Jam this is not a guy who's like lacking talent no I mean he you know I see some he's he's definitely got some stuff on there and and, you know I see a number of video games that he worked on and, Mm -hmm. and so this is a guy who Who's capable of doing something. Um, for him to do a movie and then just refuse to acknowledge its existence and hide it, mm-hmm. my first initial reaction would be, it's horrible. Right. And it's so bad that... Like, but if you look at the teaser, like, I, I, it just it just doesn't seem that way. Like, even if it was, like, horrible... Yeah. For a minute. It's really <laughs> yeah. yeah I but, I mean, you can make a lot of movies look good in a teaser trailer. Right. I mean, you know. Yeah, one so, minute out of how many? So you don't think it's like some weird conspiracy at all? <laughs> I mean, it could be. I mean, it could be that this movie's just so scary that Hollywood is like, we can't show it to anybody. Right. You know, or, or you know, the, the men in black have, have come to him and been like, listen, you hit the nail way too close to the head. Uh, yeah, see. You, you can't show it. <laughs> oh, that's what you're Now you got my motor running. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it could be any any number of those things. Um, uh, or it could be very much like the Jerry Lewis situation. Jerry Lewis... Oh, um, you know about that one? The uh, clown? Yeah, directed yeah. a movie called, what, Tears of the Clown or something like that? I was actually going like to bring that. that up too, but um, that's, that's cool that you know that. That, that he he, direct, he wrote, directed, produced... The Clown it, Who Cried. The Clown Who Cried, yeah, yeah something like that. But he, he basically did this whole movie, and the he's only shown it to a couple thousand people at like private parties. And and apparently it's, it's just so 
bad. Oh, is that what it, is that the problem? I think that's what it is. Like it's so, like it's so over the top or so whatever. Like for whatever reason, he decided he wasn't gonna release it because it was gonna make him look bad. Either because it's a horrible movie or because of the because I know it's set in like World War Two like right. concentration it's, camps. It's a clown who gets thrown into a concentration yeah. camp. So for whatever reason, um, it just has never been released, and it's it's never going to get released. Um, Apparently, he's the only person that has a copy. Yeah, he's the only person that has a copy. So you know, he, the people he's shown is are people that he he wants them to have seen it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a situation like that with this guy, is that it's just, it's, for whatever reason, he thinks to actually release it would hurt his career, or, and, you know, somehow, um, yeah, I have no idea. My guess is that, I mean, all of these movies have a way of, of working their, their way out eventually. Right. Um, Jerry Lewis is very old, and he's going to die soon. His... Children or his business managers will seize the opportunity once they have once he's dead mm-hmm. to release this movie. Now I heard that movie like he didn't release it because he got in a fight with the guy he was working on it with. Or that I mean, there's any number. Right. I mean, every everybody has their own version of it. Right. So my guess is when he dies and yeah. and you know his his family or his people will go aha money yeah <laughs> and they'll release it. Um, this Tin Apple guy, I'm sure, I mean, if, if the Mothman, I mean, obviously it's... Yeah, I'm trying it, to you find know. you the actual, like, story about it, because they talk a little more, they talk in depth a little bit about it somewhere, um, mainly that, like, you know, don't ask him about it, and the fact that one of the people he was what is, with died... What does the IMDB thing say about it? Now, according, oh, yeah, actually... In one of these reviews, they talk about a little bit of it. Um, now, according to this, it's a Mothman curse. Um, and one of those names was Gene Andrew Sosko. Sorry if I screwed that up. But he was 38 years old and was found dead in the green room. His production studio in Huntington Beach, California, during the early morning of March 30th, 2000, of a brain aneurysm and heart attack. That was the only movie he ever worked on. And he was the music editor and performed some of the music as a member of the Lost House. The film was the first feature directed by Douglas Snapple, produced by Mark Russell and Jay Holwin, and executive produced by Martin Cohen of DreamWorks. It was shot on location, blah, blah, blah. No one really knows whatever happened to the film, and Tanapo refuses to talk about it to this day. So, just kind of a weird story. I mean, yeah. whether it be the guy dying or whatever... And it said um, a sneak preview of the, the film was held at San Diego Comic-Con August 12th, 1999. So, apparently a hundred or so people have seen it, but that's it. Yeah, um, you know, I'm sure, like, the music producer or somebody dying while, you yeah, know, that's filming probably... I don't imagine that something like that would have hurt the release of that movie. I, right. mean, that, I mean, how many times has, has somebody died... During a movie or or after it's over, and they just use that to like you know promote it, promote it, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially if if you know there's a curse around the movie. Oh yeah, you know, look at whole, poltergeist. Yeah, and like, you know, all these horror guys are gonna use that as a way to to sell a couple extra tickets. Yeah. 
So, I mean, to me, there's got to be something going on there with uh, my guess, and unfortunately, because of just my cynical nature, is got to be that it's it's just so bad that the people who worked on it decided to just shelf mm-hmm. it. Well, I wanted to be more optimistic and say there's some weird stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows? Well, maybe one I mean, day we'll be able to find out exactly where it is and see Mothman. I'd like to see it. Yeah, There, there hasn't been enough good Mothman movies. Mothman Prophecies was pretty good, but just not, not what I wanted in a Mothman movie. Like, I want Doug Tenable's version. <laughs> uh, and for more on this and, and more lost media there is a great website I discovered a couple weeks ago called uh, lostmedia.wikia.com and it's a whole website dedicated to like just all sorts of media that like are are no longer like accounted for or people have just claimed to have seen at one point and just doesn't exist like um, for instance they have um, let's see, like the beta version of Castlevania Four that they showed. I've heard about that, but yeah. I've never. Or like the first, the pilot episode of Wild Thornberries, and I don't know. For like, it's just kind of it. It is kind of eerie. Like some of the stuff on here. Like I don't know. Does that does that really say Spice World the unreleased cut? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. What what is that? No one wanted to see that. Who would care if parts <laughs> of it are lost? <laughs> but you know they've got like other stuff like incident videos, like Owen Hart death video. People have claimed oh, there's videos. Yeah. Of that. Oh, there probably is. I mean, I don't know if. Well, when that happened, people. Didn't or there's really an have uncut version of the Lamport Time, I guess. I I don't know. It's a, check it out. It's, <laughs> the it uncut is, version of Land Before Time or Dinosaurs, what, getting it on? So they were like, we can't put that in a G-rated movie. <laughs> but it, it's definitely, it's it's a cool website to just F around on for a while. Yeah, there's probably. a lot of things on here that I didn't know. Like, apparently there's supposed to be an animated film um, that, um, let me see if I can look it up really quick. Or, sorry. It's called Big Bug Man. Maybe you've heard of it. No? It is an unreleased animated movie. And it was actually supposed to be the very last movie that Marlon Brando was in. Oh, no, I didn't know that. And he did voiceover work for it as a woman. And he died, actually, like, a month later after they, like, he did all the voiceover work for it. And they never, it never got released. Like, and they never said anything. Like, it said the film was scheduled to be released 2006... Then 2007, then in 2008. However, nothing has been heard regarding the film's project release since, and its future is uncertain. And like you look up, you look for it, it's just there's nothing to be found about it. So, you know, it could be budget, could be whatever, but yeah, that's it's weird. Hmm. That is weird. Yeah. And they said uh, when they went to go record Marlon Brando's voiceover parts, he said it was some of the most fun he's ever had recording dialogue huh. even though he was using like oxygen machine at the time and he had to like take breaks mm. yeah. but yeah that's weird. yeah that's weird and uh, also Brendan Fraser is in it huh yeah see and once again like you've got to wonder like with shit? <laughs> with with Brendan Fraser and Marlon Brando yeah like those are names that are going to sell some tickets 
And if it's like Marlon Brando's last thing, you're going to use that to promote that movie. Yeah. You, so you've got to wonder how bad is it that they're just like, no, let's just, uh, let's just shelve that. And look <laughs> at the cover. It is kind of strange. Like, like, that is Marlon Brando's last movie. <laughs> Big Bug Man. Apocalypse Now uh, to like Big Bug Man. <laughs> Okay, maybe I see why they didn't release that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, that's... I'm going to guess that's why most of that stuff on this Lost Media wiki didn't... Uh, never saw the light of day. Yeah. I mean, some of it, like, obviously, like... I'm seeing the list there of, like, uncut versions of animated movies. Yeah. Probably they got cut because you can't release that in a, like, rated G kid movie type of thing right you know that maybe there was a scene of death that was a little too intense in the dinosaurs or yeah some version some (laughs) (laughs) this is kind of weird they had a uh, a propaganda i guess mickey mouse in vietnam (laughs) and someone actually found it and it's um i don't really know the story just look it up though (laughs) look it up yourself um, yeah, there's some cool stuff. I mean, definitely something worth checking out if you have time. And uh, as for us, yep, yeah, well, I'm <laughs> losing steam. <laughs> All right, so check out check out some Marvel stuff. Uh, you know, if you're in the Waukesha area, head up to Neptune, talk to uh, Craig. He'll be more than willing to help you find. Um, some Marvel things get you started in on on what to read and where to read and and you know to, to kind of see what's going on with the the Marvel universe. Um, most of the Marvel movies I I could recommend. There's a couple that I I you know the Eric Bana Ang Lee mm-hmm. Hulk mm-hmm. I tried to believe doesn't exist. But most of the <laughs> other ones, uh, well, and the second Ghost Rider movie. Spirit of Vengeance or whatever that those two, I really those two are, like that one. Those two are absolutely horrible. The rest of them, man, even even the bad ones are at least enjoyable. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Except for those two. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I don't, I don't know. I'd like to see some stuff go on with the Marvel, but we'll get to that in a couple yeah, months. Yeah, we can always continue out. that as it goes. So. Um. Channel A might be a fun game to play occasionally. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, um, uh, besides that, I think uh, well, so, thanks for listening. Li- thanks for listening to the most disjointed pop culture movie yeah, episode. That's gonna but, be a... but whatever, you know. Um, hopefully, next time we record, all three of us will be here. We'll actually let the other guy know we're recording, so he can show <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, we haven't kicked him off yet. Um, yes. <laughs> He's actually been here the whole time. He just hasn't said a word. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we actually kicked him out. And we just haven't told him yet. <laughs> so if you're listening, you're, you're sorry, gone. Yeah. <laughs> and since we know he doesn't listen to any podcast, let no. alone his own, no. he'll never know that he's gotten fired. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys been recording without me? I don't know. Have you been I listening? Know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we apologize for the normal listeners of Pop Culture Roulette who didn't expect this. 
You know what? It, it, you know, you guys can be. Uh, was getting it a on... bad episode? Was it? No. no. Get, get but on... Listening to part one might be a little rough. Get in on some. Uh, get in on some. Uh, some media pod smash. For yeah. those of you who haven't already made the crossover, um, yeah. and for you, for those of you who come over from Media Pod Smash, thanks. Ooh. Good to see you guys. You don't have to stay <laughs> and, uh, if you don't want. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, hey, I'm just kidding. Hey, I love you're you. on both of them. I love you. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, same with Media Pod Smash. Uh, the only way we're ever going to get the recognition that uh, that you guys probably want us to have, or that we want. You've got to like and subscribe. Yeah. You've got to like us on Facebook. You got to subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, please um, just the, give us some ratings. The, the more subscriptions, the more ratings, the more we can move up that list. And and you know if we start showing up on that list, we start getting some fans. Maybe we get some better equipment. Absolutely. Um, we have some better ideas. <laughs> the the movies that we keep talking about and wanting to the do. The more money we make, the better sh- content we can come out with. Yeah, and the more <laughs> and, and maybe we'll actually be able to start doing some of those movies that we uh we've been yeah, huh? throwing hints at. Yeah. I um, think so. <laughs> so cat is just mauling me to death. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, well, well. Have a good week. Yep. Have a good week. Bye. See you later.